that, the way he played and uh, you know, offense and you know, just creating plays like that. And we did the run game as well. And then how about a guy like Volko, you know, going out there and catching those passes and scoring the touchdown. Charlie Kolar stepping up and making the catches. Both quarterbacks played outstanding. Really happy with that. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh there. Zay Flowers, two catches, 37 yards, had a 26-yard reception. He's got uh, he's got a nice little weapon there. I'm in love with him, as you know. Yeah, Harbaugh's got himself a nice new weapon for Lamar Jackson to throw the ball to. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they use him in that offense, although I think we know how they're going to use him in that offense. They're going to throw him the football. And uh, his yak is going to be ridiculous this season. I can't wait to see Lamar with these weapons, man. I listen. You I'm know, really, as you know, I'm really high on Baltimore. You and I both are the same way. We've been very, very high on the Ravens, um, and I've felt this way for the last couple of years. The problem is, is Lamar. Lamar just oh. keeps getting hurt. But hopefully, now it's going to be a different situation. And if it's like it's borderline, he plays because he knows. Well, I'm paid and I'm secure, yeah. which makes a huge difference. Jeremy Kahn, host of the Big Bad Morning Show in Baltimore, 105.7 The Fan, an Odyssey station, a beautiful beard if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube. It's always perfect. It's trimmed. It's probably got beard (laughs) oil rubbed into it. I'm always jealous of you being able to grow a beard that big. Uh, First off, I just want to say my commanders ended your Raven streak. Uh, Congratulations to me and my team. You knew this was coming. Uh, Sam Howell is clearly the future. Jake Fromm may also be a franchise quarterback. I don't know. He's our hero. Uh, No, but seriously, like, now that it's done, what has been the conversation in Baltimore about this streak? Because it really is one of those things where you're watching this in the fourth quarter going, you can't, like, game plan for Jake Fromm doing what he's doing. Or, like, these years and years you go back to, like, Matt Schaub was the last starting quarterback to lose a, a, a preseason game for them. And it's like, a lot of it just had to be luck when it was all said and done with fourth and fifth stringers out there. I'd like to thank you for welcoming in to the most handsomest uh, gambling show on the airwaves. So, appreciate you guys. Uh yeah, I, I figured you were going to be doing this and gloating about it. I mean, the big talk today is all about, you know, how long that they let their starters stay into the game just so they could not. No, I'm kidding. But there's, there's been people have been saying that, like, oh, they left their starters in for a whole half. Who cares? I, I mean, the streak says something about this organization, though, as far as uh, drafting players, evaluating talent. I think it says something about the depth. But overall, it is ridiculous, right? Like, we're not hanging any banners or running any parades or anything. And Lamar hasn't – he's not going to play this year yet. He didn't play last year. We're not going to see him at all in the preseason. But there is some exciting stuff here in Baltimore, I think. Jeremy, uh, I'm out on the Commanders, so let's let them How enjoy last How night in the Super Bowl. <laughs> under under Super Bowl. six and a half wins, big, big. <laughs> Over on the Ravens, I have Super Bowl dreams for the Ravens. I want to talk about Todd Munkin in this offense. We've seen it in the preseason, but we haven't seen Lamar. Uh, everything we're hearing is pretty much like Louisville 2.0. He's going to be in the pocket, three wide receiver sets. Is that what you're expecting? And maybe that's one way we could keep Lamar healthy. Like, we don't have to go into a year where he's eating popcorn and drinking milkshakes at the podium because he has to bulk up and take more hits. Like, I want to see him in the pocket. Do you think that's what we get here in this offense? I hope so. I mean, there's there's a lot of good that's going to come with this offense, first off, because the players have – they've said it the nice way and kind of taking shots at Greg Roman on the way out. Like, oh, now we get to do this. Uh, There was talk of the plays coming in late, so Lamar couldn't change the play at the line of scrimmage in audible. Um, There were talks of, you know, did they like this system? Did they want to get away from it? Lamar wants to throw the ball more, and now you bring in weapons, and they finally actually do have some real weapons here, so why not? Why don't we see more uh, three-set wide receivers or even four-set if they they could split Mark Andrews out wide? I think this team has more first-round wide receivers on the 
the roster than than any other team in the league, which is kind of funny with some of the names that are here. But um, yeah, I, I do think this offense is going to be more centered around Lamar making reads, making plays, and throwing the football. You know, it's it's been years now we've watched this team get off to these hot starts, and then Lamar Jackson gets hurt, and shocking, the team's not as good offensively because you don't have Lamar Jackson uh, out there. Do you think, and I know this was a conversation that was certainly had, it was whispered, nobody's ever really truly confirmed anything. Now that Lamar is in a position where he's financially secure, if it comes down to a 50-50 could play, could not play, I think there's going to be more of a lean to, I can get out there and play, which late in the season, which we haven't seen over the past couple of years, he's not out there in December. Yeah, I think they can say what they want. It really did feel like after hearing some of the conversations after they signed him, even before that it seemed somewhat of a business decision last year. Like he didn't want to wear the knee brace and go out there and have a chance of risking and getting hurt. I think it it makes sense from the, that standpoint. He'll never come out and say that. But uh, I do think if there's that 50-50 opportunity this year that he's back out there doing it. Um, I mean, he's been hurt in the pocket multiple times. He really hasn't been hurt outside of it just yet. But we'll have to see what happens. I mean, you guys know as well as I do, when you've watched it for two years, it's one of the reasons why they were they had a little bit of pause in, in paying him some of the money that he was asking for because he hasn't been around the past two years. It's, it's the big deal with J.K. Dobbins here, too, where, you know, he was sitting out and he's trying to make more money, but he's missed more games than he's played. Who ends up winning the uh, starting left guard job? Because I guess that would just be your one concern, especially with Lamar not being healthy the last couple seasons. Would it be John Simpson, who was just a practice squad player a couple of years ago, or uh, maybe somebody else? I, I, it could end up being somebody else. I know they like Macari to kind of switch around and uh, bounce around to different spots. Um, they they tend to kind of joggle some guys here in and out of uh, positions where uh, to try to make them a little bit more flexible. I think they were really hoping that Ben Cleveland would take off this year, but yeah. just – haven't haven't seen enough of it yet uh so maybe you do see somebody that you don't expect out there um there are a couple names that are uh competing for different positions but we really don't know who's going to be starting yet it's the weird thing about wondering about your offense it's like if we don't get to see the first team offense in the preseason together who are really going to be the guys I and mean, we know some positions are set but there are other ones that are still open Talking to Jeremy Kahn, BetMGM tonight. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., we know, can be as dynamic as any receiver in the NFL because we've seen it in the past. But, you know, it's been a while. Guy coming off of a torn ACL. Could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl with the way that he at least looked in that game, which kills me because I had a lot of OBJ props. It's still to this day. Oh, I think about those tickets. and He was I just about to go over 300 yards receiving. Ripped back. them up. Uh, we've only seen a little bit, obviously, from the outside in terms of, you know, what's going on in camp and preseason and all that. What are you either hearing or see, having seen yourself in terms of how he looks, how the chemistry is with Lamar Jackson? And really, what would be a successful season for him in his first year back from that torn ACL? Well, it's kind of weird if you look at the numbers in Vegas, right, where they're saying um, his over-unders are right around 500 and so yards. You might get like 550 some places. Um, and then you're looking at another situation, too, with his touchdowns. I think the red zone targets are going to be important in how often he's targeted on third down. But I know we're going to get to it. Clearly, the talk of camp's been Zay Flowers. But, uh, but I think Beckham's look good. I was out there um, the day of the inter-squad scrimmage with, um, with Washington, uh, what I got, Tuesday last week, and got to see, you know, ones versus ones there. Zay Flowers was cooking a lot of dudes, including that first-round pick of the commanders, <clears throat> Nick. Um, <laughs> we don't yeah. talk about that. Never happened. But, but uh, and, and Odell Beckham had a, a couple of really nice plays, a few nice catches on the sideline. I don't think he 
season goes along, like expecting these explosive plays, but like right now, looking at him, he still looks really good. Um, I do think by the end of the year, you're gonna be like, yeah, they really overpaid for him. But at that point in time, what were you gonna do? Um, and not knowing what was going on with Lamar and who you were gonna take in the draft. Other than the Marlon Humphrey injury, uh, which you know we expect him to come back, what's your biggest concern with the defensive side of the ball coming into the season? So I, I think it goes hand in hand with cornerback and pass rush. I mean the the Marlon Humphrey thing. Uh, you know, the cornerbacks weren't necessarily a concern. We wondered about depth. Uh, there were people questioning Rocky Sin, saying he hasn't looked all that great thus far. Um, and But there's been nagging injury after nagging injury uh, at the cornerback position. Guys consistently going down. Pepe, uh, you saw Ardarius uh, last night take a hit. and uh, But it, it looks like some of this stuff is really nagging and not, like, long-term. Um, the other thing is pass rush. Like, you know, Justin Houston – added up a bunch of sacks and was kind of compiling at the beginning of the year. I don't want to take away from what he was doing, but he really faded down the stretch. They don't bring him back. You're hoping Ajabo can step in and be that guy. And they've been waiting for Owe to kind of shine. I mean, they, they uh, signed Jadavian Clowney, but I think they're going to use him more as a run stuffer and in different ways along the defensive line. So I think pass rush, it's a terrible thing to say when you think your defense is going to be really good and you're worried about pass rushing quarterbacks, but at least you get the Texans in week one. All right, let's look at this AFC North as a whole here. I mean, the Bengals are the favorite, depending on where you're looking around, like plus 150. Ravens at about plus 225, 235. You got the Browns behind them, and then the Steelers uh, coming in fourth, which is just crazy to see after all the years that we've had. But this, this division, to me, may end up being the, the best and toughest division in football when it's all said and done. But is it is it crazy to look at the Ravens and say they have enough to overcome the Bengals and win this division? And are we also maybe overlooking the Browns, given the fact that we talked about them a couple years ago being just a quarterback away, if Deshaun Watson can look like the Deshaun Watson that he was in, you know, 2020? We got a lot of ifs here, but they're not like yep. really crazy ifs. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not a homer by any stretch. Like, I told you this before. I'd bet against my mom in a fist fight if I got better <laughs> odds on the other gal. Like, I do think the Ravens are a live two-to-one dog, would you say, plus 220 to win this division. You've already seen the stuff that's gone on with Joe Burrow and the calf. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not going to continue on. But they've had two good seasons now with no significant injuries. And, and I'm not wishing injury upon them, but we've seen stuff like this happen. And I think they lost some of their depth in the, in the offseason. I think Cleveland's a little bit more live than what people think. I think there's a really good chance that Deshaun Watson, I mean, if he doesn't have to look like Deshaun Watson in Houston. He just can't look like Deshaun Watson last year in Cleveland. <laughs> He's got to look a little bit better than that, and I think he has some weapons now. So I'm a little bit more bullish on them than some, and Pittsburgh's always around 500. It would not shock me to see, or they've always been above 500 at least, um, it wouldn't shock me to see everyone in this division kind of competing and somebody pull away at the end, but I do think the Ravens are going to win the division. Jeremy, moving over to baseball real quick. The Orioles, in my opinion, best story in baseball this season. They're not going anywhere, I don't think. 7-3 and three in their last 10. Three-game lead over the Rays right now. And it looks like uh, John Means could be coming back. Early September is what they're looking. Uh, you know, how important is that, obviously, you know, one of your better starting pitchers? And what do you think the ceiling is for this Baltimore team this season? Look, I, as I look around the American League, they're in it. Uh, you know, you're looking at the teams, and it kind of felt like – you know, when you see a season like this, you're going, are we really that good? Are we just playing above board? You saw the Pirates at the beginning of the year kind of fade, and then there was Cincinnati, and they're hovering. But this this Orioles team is legit. And I, I'll just – when you go to look at the Seattle series when they went in there, and Seattle was the hottest team in baseball, and they take two out of three from them, and then Seattle, once they leave there, they go on this winning streak, and Julio Rodriguez is going off. I think it tells me everything I need to know about that team, no matter where they're playing, who they're playing. They really don't care. 
Um, as far as the call-ups and what could happen, Tyler Welsh just got moved to AAA where he's going to be pitching out of the bullpen. Seems like that's going to be a bullpen piece for them. John Means might end up being a bullpen piece for them as well because I don't know how stretched out he'll be. Uh, so I think there's a lot of good stuff coming. And the rumors that Jackson Holiday could possibly be a call-up, which yeah. would be a really strange thing to see. But he's just been raking at every single level. The only, uh, the only thing that we have around here that's upsetting is that apparently ownership can't stop talking about how we can't compete in the future and can't pay these guys <laughs> and we can't build a stadium. It's just like, geez, what are we doing? We Just let us have one good thing. One. I- Listen, as somebody that had a really bad owner for two decades for his football team, I know exactly what you're going through out there, and it's just awful. Because hey, you don't want to spend money, don't buy a team. That's right. Like that, and that's the worst part about all this, especially with a team that's got such a bright future in the Orioles with all that young talent. To be like, well, you know, down the road, it's the person that's already tempering expectations on like an entire you know relationship. I just got out of a committed relationship. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be too serious here. Uh, when you look at the Orioles now, I mean, we know how young they are, but the American League certainly feels pretty wide open. Like, I, I I did bet the Astros to win the World Series because they've got the experience. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. But I don't... Like, I just look at this Baltimore team and I say, they're young, but they also don't feel any of that pressure because they're really not supposed to be here. It's almost that, like, playing with house money kind of feeling. I, is this a team that can actually make a run come postseason time? I think they can. I mean, if you look at, look at the teams they've played against. So... The one thing you have to do to be a good team is I think you have to beat up on the bad teams and try to split with the good teams, right? That's where you want to be ultimately at the end of the year. If you're doing that, you're pretty much going to be in the playoffs. The Orioles have been destroying the bad teams and beating the good teams. I mean, you could, whether you go back and look at their series with the Braves, the series with the Astros, the Dodgers coming to town, I still think the Dodgers and the Braves are the two best teams in baseball. But I do think the Orioles, you know, they, they have a reason to be right there. The pitching's been solid, and they're hitters. They, they take uh, taking pitches. When you look at what Adley Rutschman's done, look at the OPS of the guys up at the top of the lineup. And Gunnar Henderson's your rookie of the year this year. He's just been flat out amazing. If you had to bet anybody else, let's say, other than the O's, because you don't want to bet against your team, like who who, who would you look at? Uh, we got about 60 seconds in the National League or in the American League. Because all season long, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's the Braves. It's the Braves. But it's baseball, man. And and I just I can't see it happening. For me, it's the Dodgers in the National League. I do think it's the Braves or Dodgers. I'm, there could be a team that gets hot and, and makes some sort of a run. Seattle really looks good. I know it's cliche to say now, but I like their pitching. If they're hitting, if they have any sort of hitting, they're going to be in those series. And I think Seattle would be an interesting team to bet. Jeremy Kahn, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much, man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, he's the best. Love having Jeremy on. Go beard Ravens. looked good. Beard looked good, I will say. Oh, yeah. Might have been the best his beard has ever looked. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very jealous. I could never grow it that long. No. It wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I, I tried can't to, I got, like, patches that just don't, you know. As you, as you, uh, as we both pointed out when we had our COVID haircuts, and we, we plastered those all over the place, which, yeah. uh, according to one of our bosses today, those pictures blew up. So, great. They're all over the internet. Can't wait to, can't wait to see that in, like, one of those fake clickbait things where it's a mugshot and it's not really a mugshot. You ever seen those? You know oh, they yeah. steal pictures, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Chad Ochocinco's mugshot was used in another one one time. Like, that's, we're going to see those one day, and it's going to be like, look up people's mugshots here, and it's going to be you and me looking like crackheads. I, I just hope nobody ever uh, finds my real mugshot from back in the <laughs> Western Illinois days. Oh, uh, what'd you, you hear do? about this? No, what'd you do? So what happened was it was literally, I went to the bar every single night from when I was like 18 to 21. The night of my 21st birthday, the night before, this kid just falls down the steps. Um, but he was okay, so I laughed. Guy goes, what's so funny? I said, that kid just fell. He said, let me see your ID. It was an undercover cop. And even though my birthday was in 24 hours, I, no. they took me in. I had to do the drunk tank thing. It was no fun. No. Yeah. I bet you, I don't even know if 
you know what? That probably is out there somewhere. I would love to find that mugshot. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I had, like, blonde tips. No, I didn't. I would pay somebody a lot of money to send me that mugshot. We look ahead to week three of the NFL preseason next. Bet MGM tonight.